feel like it's been a bit of a crazy day, but it's really only like half a day. I have no idea what's even in the day of the week it is these days. <laughs> I mean, I just like I literally only took like the week off, but like I'm completely everything is just like I have no idea what is happening. Um, yeah. Christmas on Christmas Eve. And so like everything I have to shift a day up because I'm like, <laughs> how many more yeah. days? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's all good, though. Um I um, tripped and fell, bonked Uh-oh. my knees. <laughs> I um, I was going to visit my sponsee and I had not been to her apartment before. And so I was in, I was there and then I was in, apparently it was the wrong building because I can't read numbers apparently. And so I'm in the wrong building, but before I like pull out my phone, I'm like, okay, I'll just sit down and call her or whatever. But I like opened the door and tripped over like the, I get like the, whatever it is where the doors, you know, the door stop. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's outdoor door cement. Like, you know, like there's like a, a breezeway Uh and then the stairs to all the apartments. So Mm -hmm. I was opening the door to like the breezeway and I tripped over something, fell into the cement stairs, bound my knees. I had my person one like over one arm. And then in my other hand, I was holding this giant like Christmas bag because it had some gifts in there for my sponsee and her girlfriend oh i trip and fall totally rip up the bottom of the bag <laughs> i sit down i figure out that i'm in the wrong building and i drive around I like pick up the bag and i'm like carrying it sideways because there's no bottom anymore <laughs> i bring it up to her, her and everything and it was like if that is not just the most katrina <laughs> <laughs> like that's me in a nutshell like at the wrong apartment tripping on things and ripping things <laughs> but did the presents break no 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 well just like, your knees just your knees just my knees yeah, yeah. and through my my pants um but yeah like Aww. the the one of the gifts was a candle and then the top of the candle was like this that metal glass thing you know what I mean and, yeah. and that kind of dented <laughs> <laughs> so I pull it. She opened it. I'm like, yes, I got to I mean, you don't need the lid when obviously when you're burning candles. So. Right. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so yeah, so I was running errands and then I got to go see her and and visit with her and, and then do some and stuff. So that was good. That's good. So you having a yeah. good break? Um yeah, yeah. You know, I've tried to like pace myself as far as like my holiday stuff that's going on. Um you know, and um, just try to like keep it like not stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, like it you don't have it doesn't have to be stressful. Like it can be, and it is sometimes without wanting it to be. But yeah, I'm just trying very hard to just like okay, well, it is what it is. You know, my decorations this year aren't as uh, like huge and on point as they have been in some years. You know, but hey, it's okay. Yeah. How it is this year? Um, I mean, every, I still have decorations up. It's just different, you know, but I'm yeah. not like bothered about like perfectness of it or anything like that. And, you know, it's just kind of is what it is. And um, that's my yeah. attitude. I'm just decompressing still from school. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna, it is what it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Put the tree up soon ish. And, you know, <laughs> well, Kai is so young. She doesn't know yet, any better yet. Like, right. Next Christmas, it'll be a little bit different. I feel mm-hmm. like she might be able to remember it, but. Um, you know, I have her toys laying out in front of her. She doesn't know. Like, they're not opened yet, but, you right, know. Just she's, boxes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Elsa. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elsa. Elsa's got to go night-night in the box. <laughs> night-night in the box. <laughs> Get in the box. Yeah. What's in the box? Right. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Elsa's sleeping. Yep. Elsa's sleeping. And then I, like, finally put it in storage. I'm like, okay. I um, was going to try to come out and visit you tomorrow because I have this gift for Kaya. But, um, well, see, and then, I mean, otherwise, I think I was like, you know, come out maybe, yeah, try to come out tomorrow. But I don't, the problem is, is that there's another part of her gift that isn't here yet. So I'm like, well, I'll just save it all and give it to you regardless of whatever, after Christmas, whatever, doesn't matter. Except for that one of the things for Kaya is a 
Christmas outfit. So <laughs> they're Christmas pajamas. So, oh, we're going to be rocking those way after December okay. 25th. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It's all good. They look warm and cozy. And I was like, I want those. And so, you know, what size is she? You know? Yeah. Um, they were on sale at Target. So it wasn't like, you know, an exorbitant amount. But I have others. So, okay. So I won't come out and busy tomorrow. <laughs> I have to make cookies. I've got my neighbor, like my neighbor, right, our friends and neighbors, they have their, their daughter always she's really good like cook and chef just like her mom is mm. and so oh my god her mom does gourmet salt Ooh. is like a side business wow yeah it's so good i was like i go through their garlic her garlic salt all the time like that's what i use as my like standard and there's like jalapeno salt and rose and she does like all kinds of amazing things anyway so Sounds her daughter delicious. is also one of my stepdaughter's friends um so you know, she's always over and she comes over every year and she helps me bake cookies because she's really good. And, and my stepdaughter, God love her, but helping in the kitchen is not one of her stronger suits. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have this other girl come over and we bake uh-huh. and we have a great time and baby stepfrata helps as she wants to help, you know, whatever, but yeah. no big deal. And then, you know, we have all, all have fun with decorating. I just set up all of the you know, sprinkles and all the things. And I just let them go to town. Um, I like baking cookies. I, I mean, I'm not a good baker, but uh, last year I bought like the expensive tip set for the frostings and like, mm-hmm. I learned how to start doing that. Wow. Um, now I'm not good by any means, but that's a good, that's a good fun hobby though. Like, yeah, it's a good, a good start. And it's a good thing to focus like it. Okay. I'm going to focus and it's like artistic, you know? Right. And, and I'm not I, artsy. So you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle, but it's still like relaxing to decorate cookies. I feel like yeah, in a way yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I know, so like this girl, her little brother is um, type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. And so making sugar cookies at their house kind of just isn't a thing. Right. Cause like everything yeah. is so carefully controlled, you know, and, and they do other stuff, right. They do, you know, other sweet stuff and other things that aren't going to like send him into an insulin shock or something Mm -hmm. um so like i think her coming over and having like the full sugar varieties of all of these things you know is always fun but plus she's she's just she's actually really good like sous chef to have in the kitchen she knows how to you know how to do things and it's something that she's interested in so she spends you know she spent a lot of time doing it so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's my little sous chef. So she's coming and we're and I think I think that's really the only like baking big stuff that I'm doing for the holidays. I think I'm gonna go to Wegmans because mm-hmm. we're having everybody here on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And baby frauded's girlfriend's mom just got out of the hospital today. Oh good. Um, yeah, she's out. Everything's fine for now. I mean, there's you know, some stuff going forward and and all this stuff, but everything's you know good now. She's gonna be coming home and you know, she's got her girls home and everything. Um and I was like, I don't want you guys to have to cook and stuff. So why don't you just come over here or at the very least let us bring you food. And so I gotta figure out like what's happening with that. Um you know, and all this. And I think it's just easier. I can just go to Wegmans. They have everything done. It's so good. They like practically make it right in front of you. I'll just get like a nice. bit of ham and then a bunch of sides and I'll set it up and, you know, we'll figure it out. Feed everybody. <laughs> feed everybody, feed all. Of, and yeah. And we're yeah. doing our, all of our Christmas Eve, our Christmas stuff on Christmas Eve, just because of when we have a uh, baby step rotted, she's flying out of town with her other family on Christmas day. So we're going to mm-hmm. do everything then. And it's, it's all, I mean, it feels kind of low key, but it, it doesn't in, in a lot of ways. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll change with this polar vortex cyclone bomb thing. That's supposed to be coming through. What's coming through. Have you heard about this? No, this weather system that's moving through. It's calling, they're calling it like a bomb cyclone, Arctic polar vortex freeze something. Oh, wow. I haven't yeah. been on social media or news watching. I've like tried to shut out the world in the last few days to like decompress. So I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, It's like nuts. And it's going to be, it's like moving across the country and like, d- you know, Texas is going to get hit like they did a couple of years ago, I guess. So, you know, when, oh, when, remember yeah. when like everybody yeah. lost power and generators, mm-hmm. apparently that's going to happen again. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, talking to friends and, you know, that live there and what are they going to be doing and, you know, the anxiety and all this other stuff. So that's going to, you know, this whole thing is coming through. Um, 
of course, we probably won't get snow because we live in the DC snow hole. But <laughs> well, yeah. you're on the water; you're not going to get anything over there on the bay. But um, in the DC snow hole here that I'm in, um, I don't know. I don't know. I have to see. I have to see what the latest local weather is going to be. I haven't. I just know that there's this big system moving across, and it's like going to be bad and super, super. Cold. When is it supposed to start? I don't know. I think feel like okay. it's starting like now like moving from west to east coast um um but well good thing i got new tires because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah i mean i don't know how our local weather i think it was either rain freezing rain sleet snow it's it was changing all the time so it we always like, get the freezing rain and sleet with yeah with like the minimal snow which mm-hmm. is so much more dangerous to drive on it's just like come on give right. us the snow the snow the they snow. can plow they can treat the roads and it's a lot better than the ice mm-hmm. and all that other nonsense yeah um so, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't plan on driving. I'm going to, I'm working the f- next week, but um, I'm working from home still. I'll start going back to the office like one day a week in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, once I get my COVID booster thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, for all of you guys in the, <laughs> in those uh, danger zones, please be careful. Yeah. The Midwest, like, um wisconsin and all of that michigan and stuff that's all supposed to be like danger like super dangerously cold like it's oh it's gonna be bad apparently and then like snow bomb cyclone whatever i don't know it's it's crazy it's nuts all this travel is gonna be impacted i'm not traveling anywhere for the holidays this year um but uh, you know, uh, baby step brought other family is supposed to be flying to California <laughs> on Christmas day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So hopefully, huh. yeah. Yeah. So stay safe, everybody. Um, hope your holidays are going well. Um, hope you get a white Christmas, but not too big of a white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like a safe uh, white Christmas. <laughs> safe white Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys who are still celebrating Hanukkah, that's still ongoing. Um, yeah. So we are here today to talk unsolved mysteries. Do, do, do. We are doing volume three, episode five. I think this is, um, scroll this is a fascinating it. episode. It was so good. And it was so well done. I think from like a production standpoint, um, <sighs> episode five um and this is on netflix um y'all so uh this is episode five it's called navajo nation paranormal um now this episode was i thought really cool like and i didn't expect to be swayed at all by this because i'm like i've heard about skinwalkers and stuff before but i was like no and bigfoot come on now Right. Um, but um, sorry, I'm trying to move my I'm trying to move my notes here and I can't. There we go. <laughs> um, the um, like skinwalkers and Bigfoot and all the stuff. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I was, you know, OK, let me settle in for for what they're talking about. And it ended up being like, I'm like, oh, my God, these things are real. These guys, <laughs> these two guys that are these rangers or whatever, like, oh, my God. Right. There was like that one image of them, the both of them standing like in the desert. I don't even know where they were, not the desert, but like they looked like badasses. I was like, this mm-hmm. is the Mulder and Scully of our the Navajo generation. Nation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so they have this group called, so this episode focuses on this group called the Navajo Rangers. They do search and rescue operations and things like that on the Navajo reservation in um, like Arizona and all this stuff down there. Um, and the whole episode is about sort of a couple different um, phenomenon that are happening Um and evidence and sightings of such on each right so the first part they're talking about bigfoot then they talk about skinwalkers then they talk about ufos and stuff and they go through different scenarios and talk to different witnesses and pictures and stuff like that um about each of these so um so these two guys are just like um you know they uh they're part navajo um said not a not 
of a lot of the same beliefs in the what they would say paranormal. So they they're they're part Navajo. They have a lot of these paranormal, like I mean, they have a lot of these Navajo beliefs, but they don't tend to share the same paranormal beliefs that like full Navajo um history believes in, right? So <laughs> They get a complaint lodged. So the first part they're talking about is Bigfoot, right? Mm -hmm. um, or I don't know. What do you want to call him? Bigfoot? I like Bigfoot. Sasquatch. I don't know <laughs> what, <laughs> what people call him, but that guy, right? Yeah. So apparently there's a, the, the, the reporting on this is that there's so many of these sightings that they just basically don't even call them all in. <laughs> they don't call most of them in and it's just normal for them. But they get a complaint lodged in the in the organization for a failure to investigate a Bigfoot case. So these guys go in and are like, wait, somebody didn't investigate a, a Bigfoot case? What? So they have to go in and see what happened. And as they go to investigate this, they're like, okay, we didn't investigate a Bigfoot case. <laughs> like, okay, that's not <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so they talk about one of the Bigfoot sightings, which was this up and down this river in this area. He said that one of the first things, it's an area that they don't normally get Bigfoot sightings. Now that alone tells you, you're like, mm -hmm. wait, what? There's so many sightings that they don't, that wait, they have a place where it's normal, like and place where it's not. Um, the reports are talking about, they've seen this big hairy thing. Like he's huge. He's really tall, covered in hair. They've had reports of Bigfoot taking sheep and sheep being killed from having their like wool mm -hmm. rip, ripped off their back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yep. They go to a picture of what appears to be a big, like a knuckle punch, like into a trailer, like a someone were to punch a trailer, but like a human, it's way bigger than a human hand and the trailer is such that mm -hmm. <laughs> a human hand probably wouldn't be able to do that. Um. So witnesses have given them the sense that these sightings have been going on for a while. Describe more more description on seven or eight foot tall, muscular, wide shoulders, built like a tank. He said he said smells like a wet dog. Yeah. <laughs> a large, huge, hairy beast. Um <laughs> so Brenda Harris is Bigfoot witness. She's one of the witnesses. She's had several encounters. She talks about time in the summer all windows are open it was shortly after the hu her husband has left for work she hears something heavy on the porch next thing you know she sees the door doorknob turning went to the door and opened it and like which first of all what the fuck yeah, why are you gonna open that, it I, yeah mm. and she sees a bigfoot black tall covered in hair but not muscular kind of scraggly looking and then it darted off the porch running west Mm -hmm. She states that 20 minutes later, it comes back and turns the doorknob again. And as soon as she turns the bedroom light on, it ran off and it went through the night. Next day, it walked around the house and they saw a footprint that was like 18 by four. 18. Yeah. What is it that? was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. My um, thing is, why wouldn't you call the police that night? Like if the thing is jiggling the doorknob, it's obviously intelligent, right? It knows how to get in and out of things. And you're in a trailer. It's not really stable. Why are you opening the motherfucking right. door? Right. Exactly. I was really confused about that. I was like, this either a, a she's lying or she's stupid, or I don't want to say she's stupid, uh, you know, but I'm saying mm -hmm. like, you know, Darwinism to me is like, I mean, you wouldn't open the door. Like, <laughs> you want to yeah, so survive. Navajo belief of, you know, um, in the paranormal is something that comes up frequently in this episode, obviously. Right. You know, so, so to a lot of Navajo, like seeing this kind of thing, you know, she's taught had several encounters or whatever. Why wouldn't she call the police? Cause it's kind of normal to them yeah, because you know, they, they have these beliefs of these kinds of things, but whatever opens the fucking door. I still know. Mm -mm. But you're right. a gun. Like she doesn't, same say I have a gun like loaded you know what I mean just right. opens the door just hi and then she goes and oh, turns the light on when it comes back like she's gonna welcome it in for like coffee <laughs> I don't know yeah this um, thing is skinning sheep oh god um so the rangers take a team up the river um they found evidence of 21 inch footprints and a five foot stride um they they tracked it 
uh, and it had stepped over the barbed wire fence. They collected a tuft of hair from the fence, sent it away from D- for DNA. It came back to unknown, unknown carnivore. Mm-hmm. The point that they make about this is, you know, it could be any kind of animal or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, but they say that in the database, like all of those random weird animals are in the database. So if it was one of those other ones, why wasn't it in the database? Why does yeah. it have to say unknown carnivore? Well, and then I was looking on Reddit too, and people were like, well, maybe the sample wasn't good enough. Like maybe, you know, it had been out and mm-hmm. been weathered or right. yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, then wouldn't they have said that in the episode? Like, hey, we couldn't test the sample because it wasn't, you know, you either have DNA or you don't, I feel like. You either have enough to conclude that it is or isn't something, or it's not good enough. It's not usable, right? Like there's no like I think in the middle. I think- well, I mean, I think it depends on the kinds of testing, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not just like well, we're going to test it for DNA and they say that, but there's really multitudes of types of DNA testing. Right. So you can get more details and things like that. And some of it, you need different amounts in different parts. Like if the hair doesn't have the root, you, you're, you're limited on what you can get. You need that root to be able to get more DNA. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a logical argument we would make in a, like a crime case. Right. So, yeah, you know, was the sample like, uh, sufficient for whatever testing they were trying to do? Exactly. And it, they didn't say in the episode that it wasn't. So I'm a, my assumption is they did have enough of whatever DNA they needed to conclude it wasn't something in their database. Right. Right. Which a lot of people online too are saying, hey, I, I think she's lying or I think that, you know, maybe she was under the influence. I mean, the people were saying all kinds of crazy things, but I think the kicker was the was the DNA. I mean, that was some pretty significant evidence. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she, there's that. And then she also sets up a camera behind her house. The first one, she picks up a juvenile Bigfoot. Now, this Which- video... It looked to me like a kid in a costume, but yeah, you know, there's definitely something there. Yeah. But I mean, and I typed holy shit in all caps because there's definitely something there. But what it is is, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, she's got some recordings of vocalizations, which could be any animal, who knows? Um, she talks about the fencing that was all pulled apart. Um she talks about the, they talk about the camera that's on the horse corral and there's like a silhouette shadow mm-hmm. in that. Um, it could be, could be, maybe, maybe not. Like, what is it? Um, they followed the footprints and they suddenly disappear. So they were tracking them and it suddenly disappeared. What are your yeah. thoughts? Okay. On so any of this evidence. Do, do I think that Bigfoot could exist? Yes, I do think that there's a chance Bigfoot exists. Do but I do think, think Bigfoot is a single entity or are there are lots of them or? I think because there have been multiple like sightings it's throughout. Like a, it's a species? Yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do I think that what she had at her house was Bigfoot? I don't know because I feel like even after the cameras, cameras were put up, it's just, it's it's interesting to me that that's all she got, right? That, that was it. There was no clear cut, like the one, the one image of like the thing getting up and like running or whatever, to me looked like a human, but I, I feel like it was just such a small clip that it, it wasn't enough to convince me. Yes, for sure. That was a Bigfoot. Um, the DNA. Well, I thought though, it was interesting because you said it looked like a human size. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they're saying juvenile. Right. <coughs> Juvenile but Bigfoot. It's interesting, though, that she never reported anything smaller until that one video came out. I'm like, okay, so you have two Bigfoot, but is it Big Feet if it's plural? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Bigfoots? Big <laughs> or is it like deer? Is it still like, you know, anyways. So there's like two well, of them there's, now, there's, there's plural, plural <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Big Feet? There's Big Feets? Um... <laughs> There's multiple big feet sightings. (laughs) I took one linguistics class in college. I have no idea what the proper term is. Um, But anywho, is that linguistics? Would that be? I I don't even know. I mean, it's study a language uh, or just basic English class. I don't know. 
I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if any of the viewers know if it's plural, big feet, big foot, big foot. No idea. Oh my god. <laughs> this is what happens when we record at night. Um, I know you guys. <laughs> so since it's us late, it's <laughs> Katrina and Lexi after dark. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest. I, I don't. Dumb. Yeah. I I don't know if I believe it. I really don't. I don't know. In her case, I don't know. The evidence to me, even though there was a footprint, and then the feet, the footprint just magically stops. Like, this thing is what probably weighs like 500 pounds, if not more, if it's mm-hmm. seven, however tall. You're telling me that the footprint just stops? Or did somebody... Do they the have, footprint? like, the ability to run and jump? Like, are we thinking they look, they're like the vampires in the Twilight series? Or like Edward Cullen, and they can just run and jump on super fast? Maybe. Like, or, I mean then I feel like you would hear people talking about seeing one of them move like that. Everyone who sees a Bigfoot, well, I shouldn't say everyone because I've, I've not done my research on this. And I actually know somebody that like does Bigfoot conventions and I oh, shit. been meaning to text them. I was like, oh, he'd be great to have on here. We need to bring to them speak. him on. Yes. yes, we should. I'll, yeah, I'll message yeah. him. Yeah, set it up, set it up, set it up. Yeah, and he can give us more into the evidence of like, Mm-hmm. what people have seen because obviously there there's like a I'm not a cult following but there are a lot of people that throw conventions that do these yeah there's different a group so there yeah. has to be something out there I mean there has to be enough evidence of something whether it be Bigfoot or not to make people believe that it's real right so what do you think do you, believe you know her? it's any of these individual pieces of evidence can be picked apart right like you know oh well on that thing it's this and that you know it could be it could be this and this and so you kind of debunk each and every one of them but at the same time when you look at the picture as a whole right the totality of circumstances as we would say at work yeah (laughs) yeah you know we look at the totality of everything like it, it it doesn't look good in the sense that like it looks like there's something happening right yeah all of these things in order for all of these things to have to like, if you debunk each thing, like the, the planning and skill levels and things like that, that you would need to have the other thing occur that caused it Mm -hmm. seem like really a step too far for every single one of these incidents for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like for it to be a, a kid in a costume jumping up from the fire pit or whatever it was in, and we only saw like a small clip of that video it'd be interesting to see the whole video like you know what i mean i would like to see a longer amount of time to make any kind of conclusive decision and i would like to see it analyzed i'm curious to know if that video is legit there has to be somebody out there that can uh you know analyze the video yeah you know i can't remember let me um go to it the the netflix tutum pages that have the extra evidence and stuff Mm-hmm. I'm seeing right here if they have like the extra. Um, oh, the evidence of Bigfoot. Uh, oh, they have a lot of the pictures. Um, yeah, there's, but I'm trying, I don't know if the whole video is, is on here or not. These are all pictures like the footprints and the trails, the tracking. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely something. Jesus. Yeah, there's more on here that they didn't show on um, on the show. Oh, and then the oh yeah, there's I mean, a, the pi- there's a picture it, of the there's a picture of the tuft of hair. Yeah, um, the one the footprint fez. looks really deep, and then another one is shallow. I mean, obviously the thing's heavy if it's if the footprint is that deep in the mud. Who am I kidding? If I were to get lost in the woods, which I have before, I would not survive. Oh my god. <laughs> You've gotten lost in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it was traumatic with a group of people. How old were you? This was like two years ago. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> it was a school thing. Was, uh, yeah. Anyways. But like even the handprints on the window. Um, yeah, I don't know about I that. No. Um I'm looking at the addition. Oh, there is additional video available for download. Um, y- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's those videos are are here. Um, in the and even box. the one like silhouette. 
like uh-huh. this one it, the, to me the horse yeah yeah and then i don't know that to me looks almost human oh yeah here's the video it's only 19 seconds yeah there it is and then the sounds oh my god yeah looks like something oh and then somebody actually found on reddit um, a couple different audio sounds one was from like a 1970 some 76 or something album of a band that had that like almost that same sound mm-hmm. play on their album and then another one had a godzilla toy from like the 90s i it's think the, same, the same, sound. same sound so they were like it sounds like the godzilla toy and it sounds yeah. like the uh yeah the, the audio recordings i don't put put a lot of stock into because they're so there there's no way to authenticate them right yeah. that of of how they were set up and 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 all that um and same with the other evidence you know what i mean like the any of these things could have been could be explained away by something else or somebody trying to set it up you know you can always do that but um i don't know i mean i was i i ended this episode a little bit more convinced that there could be something out there mm-hmm. and you know part of it maybe it's just my to be frank my ignorance of the bigfoot world right like i don't know necessarily what the lore is or what the myths me are too. Is, it, me too. is it one guy is it two guys is there lots of sasquatches big feet like what what is i don't know what the lore is to to know you know to put stock in it or not so this episode educated me you know a very tiny bit on on that and you know maybe you know there's there is something to it you know yeah i'm open to it hey fraudcasters everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge i know i've always had problems with it whether it was the fit or the quality Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. It's interesting, though, that if Bigfoot does exist, why have there not been any bodies found or bones or anything? Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, there hasn't been. So I'm like, hmm, you would is think that. Par- that- yeah, is is that part of the lore? Like, what, what's, what do the big feet enthusiasts have to say about that like when they die does their body resurrect to go up to the skies with the ufos um speaking of ufos around the same time Mm -hmm. as this increase in bigfoot sightings there was an increase in ufo sightings yes um in the navajo reservation area they suspected they were coming most navajos would say that it's normal so this this idea that there's an increase in bigfoot sightings and then followed by an increase in ufo sightings that would be like oh okay that's just a normal normal day normal time um so some of these the the descriptions they're talking about they look like orbs operating at speeds and speeds and angles that we couldn't imagine which tracks with the same description of the way they moved from the ufo episode a couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago that tracks you know the speeds and angles um there's an anonymous witness want to be anonymous because of the stigma 
mm-hmm. uh, discusses strange lights as being known in the community, right? She's driving home. It's around 1.30 a.m. No houses have lights. There's no lights. There's nothing, right? It's just an open, dark desert. No houses, no lights, nothing. Driving through the desert. She sees a red life, red light off of her driver's side. She followed it for a minute or two that she said there was no sound. Again, that tracks with what we had in the other episode. Yeah. She takes her eyes off the red light to take a curve and then sees a bright white light. It's no longer red. It was so close to her that she was scared, realized that whatever it was, was intelligent enough to be following her. Terrifying. The what? Terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Stayed with her for about a quarter of a mile, and then it shot forward, stopped, and then shot straight up in the sky and then arced like a shooting star. She said she was terrified. In the morning when she woke up, she had the worst migraine she's ever had in her entire life reached out to the ranger guy so they went out to her car looking for magnetic anomalies um two areas had intense magnetic attraction now i know nothing of this and what you're measuring for and what it means right yeah i I, i'm ignorant of, of all that but whatever they're talking about um two areas of intense magnetic attraction that would have been like that i guess was a straight line through the car like it I imagine like in crime scene reconstruction, how they shoot the red laser lights from like the, to show Bullet the route, you know? So yeah. So like the entry and exit of the car, it like went through the car, which would have probably hit her could have called this cause as physical result in this migraine. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do have to tell a story after we talk about this that I uh-huh. found okay um okay so we have a non-navajo resident of the reservation um he taught english as a second language on the reservation his name is haas lors um he describes at dusk he sees an odd light a few nights later he sees odd light hovering above this butte called satan's butte it's like a for those who don't know what a butte is, it's like a almost like a mountain in the middle of like a desert. I mean, it's like a lifted. It just looks like a flat platform above <laughs> above the, the <laughs> ground. Um, so it's this one they called Satan's Butte. They saw it just hovering above there. Um, it had red lights around the middle. Uh, it was odd shaped. It had tendrils of light coming off of the ship coming down. Um, described them as glowing. Fast forward a week, he sees it again. He tries to take a picture. There's something there for sure mm-hmm. on, on the pictures and stuff, but what? I don't know. Yeah. Again, no Navajo is shocked by this. Navajo people taught him to believe in things that you can't always understand. Mm-hmm. Um, stories going from generation to generation about paranormal activity. Uh, there's heteroglyphs of UFOs and aliens and extraterrestrial beings. Happens a lot, but not talked about because of the stigma. And it's still considered taboo for a lot of the older generation, but not so for the younger generation. So they're being open about and talking about it more, about their sightings, things that they're seeing, this younger generation that's going to save us all from Elon Musk. That that generation is starting to talk about that. So. So that's our UFO. So, segment. so I actually did some research and I found an interview with Lieutenant John Dover and he explains, which didn't make it on the show. I mean, this is like a podcast he did. One of the, okay. you know, paranormal rangers, one of the rangers that's on the show. Yeah. 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 So he said he um, lived 28 minutes away from Domino's pizza. Okay. And him and his daughter would order pizza all the time. And they knew as soon as they called Domino's and ordered it, As soon as they would leave, they'd get to Domino's. It would be ready 28 minutes later. So this particular day, they called an order, get into their car. They're driving and they see these lights. So they pull over for a minute and they're both looking at the lights. And they're like, what is that? Like, you know, UFO type lights or whatever. Well, after like he said that he was on the side of the road for a minute and then his phone rang and it was Domino's Pizza calling. Hey, where are you? Your pizza's ready. It's been ready for 45 minutes. And him and his daughter look at each other like what no, we just literally pulled over for a minute. Like that was it, a minute. So they lost track of time. 
And that did not make the they show. They lost time. Yes. They completely lost time. Yes. So, yep. oh, I wonder what happened to them. I know. I got, I'll got. i send you the link. And there's an email address, too, to contact the Paranormal Rangers. So I was like, maybe we should reach out. See if they'd come on the show. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh. Why not? Talk about the stories. Yeah, because that was a great story. I was like, okay, that should have made the cut. Come on. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, we believe uh, in UFOs. We believe in alien life forms. You know, I don't know if that that's the term. I mean, I guess that's the term we're using. I don't know. But we believe that we're not alone in this universe, right? We've talked about this before. Um, you know, a lot of the same things track, but of course, if there are different kinds of aliens and different kinds of UFOs, they're going to have different behaviors when they're around here. So I wouldn't expect everybody who sees UFO to describe the exact same ship. Yeah. I think that was a, a criticism. Like, why would one, this one talks about tendrils of light coming down guy in the episode, a couple episodes ago, didn't mention tendrils. Well, yeah, no, they're, they're different, <laughs> beings. different species, different beings as it were. Yeah. Um, as to why well i don't know i i mean i was to say as to why the navajo reservation seems to be particularly blessed with these all these events you know and then as we talk about the skinwalkers i mean i think a lot of things i mean if people are don't believe in this stuff they're not going to see it right yeah no matter what you say they're gonna find a way to debunk it yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to notice it as such. You're not aware of the signs or this and that. And, you know, um, I think if people are much more open to it and as the Navajos are, <laughs> I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that they, you know, use that area in deserts and, you know, less people are going to see them out there too. Yeah. You know? Um, if they're, they're doing, I don't know, do they come here to do training? Like we go to other countries to do training with yeah, our Navy and stuff. And I, think, I think it's more like research. I think they're researching us. Interesting. Kind of like, okay. Like when we go to other like planets or whatever. Yeah. Moon. Or like we go under the sea, what are we doing? We're observing, we're other, somewhat interacting. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the next phenomenon that we're talking about here is a thing called skinwalkers. Now, terrifying. I've never, these, yeah, these sound terrifying. Um, and they're apparently an entity that can shape shift human to animal, coyote, wolf, anything they can get the skin of. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> they literally take your skin. Mm-hmm. The human form is white, like pink crackling like if you painted yourself and let dry and crackled hair is painted too can run as fast as a car can drive uh they're dangerous and it's frightening so this guy talks about how he knows they exist because he's had personal experience before he was in law enforcement way back in the day he took his sister's car and was driving along this like with this fence and the skinwalker was running alongside him well past 60 miles an hour so had like the body of like a greyhound but the head, but he was head to toe solid white, mouth full of teeth, head that's canine shaped. Eyes were like self illuminating. They were like lit from the inside, self illuminating. So he floors it in the car. He runs home and explained to his father, who told him it was a skinwalker. Oh, just a skinwalker, son. Nothing to worry no, about. No, but uh, his aunt went to a medicine man who told him it was tied to someone trying to do his family harm. And they're real and they're deadly. Um, <laughs> just hearing you repeat, you know, that back is terrifying to me. I'm I gonna know. Have nightmares. I know. They didn't have a lot of stories about this, right? Um, uh, oh, because then they were talking about the haunting, the ghost, just the regular ghosties. So that was it on the skinwalkers. I don't have a lot of information on, but the on these guys again, like. Bigfoot, like I'm even less knowledgeable about skinwalkers. So I didn't have any frame of reference for this going into this episode. And I'll be honest, I was too terrified to look it up. That's kind of where I'm at. Cause I'm like, holy shit, these things seem like oh god, you know, <laughs> like they seem like they, they could be real. Like, I don't yeah. know. And they sound terrifying. So um, yeah, 
so I think that's it. That's all I have to say about skinwalkers. Let's mm-hmm. get to the ghosts because ghosts are much more comfortable. I love ghosts. Ghosts are cool. Yes. So this next case we're talking about, they're talking about a haunting case of a government office building, which is funny because the government office building that I used to work in when I lived in Hawaii um, was also haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, and very similar stories about coins. Um, so... Uh, employees were saying that there was crazy activity in this building, that things were moving, things were flying across the room, voices, et cetera. Um, this building from the 1930s at one point in time was used as a morgue. Um, a female worker there who was experiencing repeated calls into her desk phone with no one there. Phone company wasn't able to tell her where they were originating from. Building had four levels, so he developed a team of people, like one for each floor to observe. Mm-hmm. They go in on a weekend with his buddies. They hear voices. They can't make out what they're saying. Then hear a coin fall. And my notes here are, oh my God, coins are ghosts because ghosts like to play with coins. They like to communicate with coins too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what you're going to hear on yeah. here, like my experience with them in this particular office building, the one that I lived or worked at in Hawaii, um, they would jingle the change. Like you would just hear it. Like pe- all of us had change in our desk drawer and um if somebody was working late or there on a weekend on trial prep or whatever, you could hear it sometimes in other offices. They would just jingle the coins. Mm-hmm. So, Did they ever leave coins out for you? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, if that ever happens to anyone listening, write down like the year that the coin has on it and what kind of coin it is. This, like if it's a dime, a nickel. That's the key to understanding what they're saying. Well, apparently angels... If you believe in that, um, angels like to communicate or spirit guides through dimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but um, they use a lot of dimes. And then I don't know about the other coins, but just pay attention. I know if if it's a year or two, it could be significant. Um, maybe it's something, maybe somebody died or somebody was born in mm-hmm. that year. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Well, and this one, it has to do with <laughs> a lot of coins. And now this <laughs> story blew me away. 65 coins. <laughs> um, so he her here's these coins or whatever everybody pulls their pockets out nobody has coins in their pockets another coin falls down on the other side coins are on the desk they're laying out they come back so they take the coins they put them on the desk lay them out. just lay them out on the desk they come back and suddenly they're all stacked on their own there's a total of 65 coins that are all suddenly stacked that they weren't before all landed heads up um He still has these coins, (laughs) which kind of terrifies me. He says it was. I keep them too. He says it was uh, the spirit, spirit saying, "Hey, heads up, I'm here." Which I love that message personally. I, Mm -hmm. you know, having that. Um. Next day, while working at the table, another coin falls behind him. He goes to investigate his house. Five coins fall on his head. Yeah. Um. Same coins there from there followed him home to his residence. And again, they all landed face up. So this part, I was like confused at first. And I had to realize what happened. He was talking, he was saying that they, he was at the place where at the, the building the coins all fell or whatever. And then um, they, um, he left, went home and that those same coins then were now falling on the floor at his residence. Again, all landing face up. Um, so he's talking about how the soul leaves to go somewhere else. Like the beliefs about, you know, we're, we're just, uh, souls having a human experience here on earth. Right. And, um, soul energies, you know, energy, blah, 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 blah. Can't be created nor destroyed. Yeah. 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 All of that and stuff. So these, energies of souls just transfer to other you know we just live different lifetimes and on things like that which is a belief that i hold personally as well me too um right so he's talking about how the soul is leaving to go somewhere else and that sometimes we see the results of these energies making themselves known absolutely 100 percent. i've had these experiences myself um you have as well oh yes um, <laughs> it's a very, very, uh, large thing. If you up to learning about those kinds of energies, which I think is, um, amazing, amazing stuff. Um, he talks about 
try to determine if there's an underlying parallel in all of the events, like the the skinwalkers, the the big feet, the uh, UFOs, the coins, all of that. That all of the events can be connected through the idea of this multi-universe and like dimensional gates. Like there's multiple universes. There's these gates, portals, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, to the different dimensions. Um, the coins came from someone else, and they manifested in our physical world. Different dimensions have different beings, like Bigfoot, UFOs, whatever kind of beings, et cetera. And sometimes they cross over. They fit into the same Navajo theories dating back to the emergence, which is coming from several different worlds through a hole in the sky. And are these portals still here? Are they open? Are they closed? Blah, 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 blah. He's 10 years retired now and he misses the work, but he's not going to stop helping people, especially those living in fear. Um, There's so much more to the universe than we can see that we've only just begun to scratch the surface. I 100% am down on that theory. Where Mm -hmm. do you stand? Me too. too. I've experienced and seen too much. And I was like a non-believer in a lot of things until my late, like 27, 28 years old, when everything happened to me at once. And I think it's one of those things where if you're closed-minded, you're not open to it, um, you're not going to notice the signs around you. If you're open, you ask for signs. If you communicate um, in a way that is like positive and whatnot, you may get those signs. You may be able to have those experiences. I think everything around us is is just amazing. It's just, there's so much more we don't know about. And until you have an experience, I don't think you can really truly believe it. Cause people, I, I mean, there are like, you know, people that are just like, no way, that's not real. That's not, but I'll show you, come with me. I'll take you to right. some, some right. haunted places. <laughs> and let me tell you, you're going to experience <laughs> things that you've never experienced that are yeah. unexplainable. Right. Like. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. I absolutely am <laughs> down with you on the, I believe we're all just spiritual souls having a human experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've done this before. And I believe we enter into a soul contract. Me too. Um, in which we agree, our, us as a soul agrees to this lifetime and including all of the things that are going to happen. So that's, you know, yeah. un- unfortunate things too. You know what like I mean? When I see people that have like severe forms of autism or that are severely handicapped, like in my heart and soul, I believe those are like the strongest of all of us. Mm-hmm. Those are like the warriors that have come back. Because those souls have chosen that. Yes. I tr- because, truly. Yeah yeah for sure like because the the soul contract you choose that you choose that life um and and certain lessons are going to be taught to you and and souls choose different lives available to them for various reasons um for you know there's certain lessons you still need to be you know learning and things like that um you know having a past lives reading is really fascinating in that regard i've never had one of those we need to get you hooked up with Shaya. We need to Shaya yeah. to come on and do that for you. I've had like weird, I've had weird, I don't know if you call them like blips or like visions of mm-hmm. things that have happened to me in the past. Like I didn't know what it was at the time. Right. But now right. like understanding. So I'm going to keep that to myself because if I do do a past life reading, I'm curious to see if somebody else would pick up on what those situations were. Right. Right. It's very, very cool. But yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a, like a full past life reading. Um, not that she would have gotten all of the past lives, just what is the she theme, asked, recurring themes or well, the, yeah, she asked for what, what do I need to know about my past lives that affects me today? Like, what is it about these, you know, because really, I mean, the, the, the goal is to be empowered and the goal is to be strong and, and, and knowledgeable and, you know, be able to take action. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she asks generally like, well, what do the spirit, what does the spirit want us to know about these past lives that are the most impactful in your life now where you're at? If you have questions about your life or if you just, you know, want to know, I'm just sort of curious because I'm sort of of the belief I'm in a place spiritually right now, a good place spiritually where everything that just sort of goes along is, you know, the universe is as it is intended and yeah. I'm along for the ride versus me trying to assert my will and dominance into the world and try to Mm -hmm. change all that, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, 
so um you know you you get these 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 past lives of you know sometimes there's like a recurring theme in them you know and it's like god i've and and some of the things that i've had that i had come up were like oh my god like you know that makes sense that tracks and i actually had gone to her for this because I have this chronic pain, as you know about, and mm-hmm. the doctors are kind of befuddled. The Western medicine doctors are befuddled, which is means the perfect time for the Eastern medicine, which right. is you. Um, and, um, and, and, and there's a, a sort of theory that um, you can, that it's actually an injury from a past life that's affecting you now for a variety of reasons that you can get work on in therapy. And, and I, it was turned on to this idea through, um, this book. Um, Oh God, what is it? Uh, what, what is it? What is it? Um, I don't know, but they're doing a lot of research with kids in past lives and they're showing things that are not explainable by any means, like three-year-olds recurring, mem- like re- remembering right, things that right. names, dates, like, um, so they're doing some like major research on past lives. Um, journey of souls that's what it was oh my god that's what it is <laughs> totally blank it's journey such a good souls. book um michael newton is the author um is that his first one but his book changed my life and yeah Ooh, I'm gonna have to buy this. Yes, it's really, really good. Now I did it on audiobook and um hearing it him him read it, like it was just amazing. So um anyway, that book changed my life. The very first chapter, he is, is a guy who's a therapist, you know, PhD level therapist, and he was treating this guy who person who had chronic pain. And all this stuff and did a past life regression where they were able to find that that area of chronic pain was somewhere where like they'd been knifed through the neck and that's how they died in a prior life or something like that. So they were able to then, okay, well, what, why? And then he used, you know, standard therapeutic tools, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, I don't know, whatever, like normal therapy stuff to, to work through why that was presenting as an issue now to work through the pain. Right. So that's like, mm-hmm. I had this, Oh my God, I, this is what I need to do. Cause I have neck pain and it's a whole thing. Right. So that's what I went to for, to her for, but I didn't tell her any of the, you know, my history. I didn't tell her any of my injuries. She, she didn't know any of that about me. Um, and so she was able to go through these lives and, and tell me, there are certain things about a couple of them that would have tracked. So there's one where I like burned 80% of my body, saving my daughter from a fire. Oh, um, wow. But then I was able to heal myself using natural like plants, dirt, they, those kinds of like natural plant stuff. And then I wrote a book about it. You know, it was really interesting. And then there was another life where something had happened and I forget the rest of the details. I have notes on it. And I have actually had the session recorded. I could go back and, and watch it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. She, Is she in you, Virginia? No, she's in Florida. Okay. Um, but you do it on Zoom, right? So um, there was another one where she's like, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh my, you know, like certain things on her hurt. And it was the exact, like, she's like, you know, why is this hurt? You know, certain parts of her were the exact same spots of me that were hurt. Mm-hmm. So she was feeling it. And then, you know, it was really affecting her and everything. And, yeah. um, and it was had to do with whatever was, you know, and she told me the story about what it was happening, but it was like all of these things, there was, there was things that made sense and things yeah. connected and, you know, it's leading me towards, you know, more natural ways of treating yeah. all my pain, which is, you know, I'm doing physical therapy. I'm, you know, seen acupuncturist you know Mm -hmm. i'm you know doing all of these natural ways of handling (laughs) the pain and issues that i'm having yeah so 
I'm telling you, we're all connected on some level. And mm-hmm. people, I think that there are people that want to divide, like people that are super religious that are like, no, there's no way that could happen. And I'm like, no, we're, it's all connected. Like there's, you can be religious and be spiritual. You can mm-hmm. be. And absolutely. Um, I'm not saying you have to be one or the other or whatever, but I'm just saying like everything is connected. And you mentioned pain and physical stuff. So it's like a running joke in with me in acupuncture. Um Sometimes I'll be driving to the appointment and I'll have a physical pain and I will guess that that's what the person's coming mm. in for. One time I was driving and I was like, oh, I had a shooting pain in my left knee, the lateral side of my, and I'm like, I never have knee pain. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And then I get there and I'm like, let me guess your left knee hurts. She's like, oh, how did you know? I was like, just, just the just a guess, just a literally guess. a feeling. Just a, yeah. <laughs> I was like, literally I have stabbing pain in my knee. That's yeah. actually, what no, but, um, it's and, crazy. Like, so, so you have, you know, empathic and you're already an 100%. empath. I already, already knew that anyway, but like, but you have like the physical empathic abilities, which makes great sense about why you're in the field that you're in. Right. This healing. Well, yeah. Field. It's, yeah and then I actually went to like this like conference for spiritual healers and psychics and everything and it was kind of like uh, there was a couple Ooh, I there want to go was, to one can I be yeah a plus it was one in college time? park no it was college park it was a few years ago my mom came with me I and there were these, a plus one yeah there were like these couple psychics anybody can go so you're good um <laughs> and I booked like a 15 minute session with one of them and I'll have to look up their names I don't remember but like we we're sitting there and she grabs my hands and you don't even like all you write down is your first name and you pay like this other person and they're back to back to back. They don't have time to research you or anything like, right. Right. Um, and I sit down and she grabs my hands and she was like, you heal people with your hands. I was like, what? She's like, that's how you, that's what you do. You heal people with your hands. I was like, oh. now I guess that's very generalized, but also kind of specific. Like I was like, well, actually I'm an acupuncturist. So that's mm-hmm. interesting that you would say that. Yeah, I think there's just so many things that are out there that are just yeah, and I don't think our intention in even talking about this is is we're not trying to convince people. Yeah, we're we're not here trying to convince you. We're sharing our experiences and talking about it. If you believe in these kinds of things, you you do. You know, you're gonna you're gonna believe it. And so, I mean, I think that's what you know. We're talking about it more from that sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, you we're not out here trying to convince you. If you don't believe, then you know, you know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um not I'm not <laughs> not here to to tell you you're wrong, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, like there's just definitely too many um things and you know, uh so the 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 building that I the office building that I worked at in Hawaii, you know, it's Hawaii first of all. So what is on the land, you know, for those of you who can think back to the Brady Bunch Hawaii, where he stole the the amulet thing from Hawaii and then on all the things were cursed because he stole from the volcano. Um, <laughs> Lexi's looking at me like, what? Um, I would think that you would, you might know that Brady Bunch episode, but those of us who no. are of a certain age will know that episode. Um, and, and so, you know, there's already a lot of history <laughs> in that land <laughs> and, um, but then also the location where my where my building was, it used to be like a port. So we wondered if there was a lot of people passing through it. It wasn't like people were either either people could have been there like that was the land that they were on. Mm-hmm. like and so they're gonna stay there. But the senses that we got from the various, experiences that everyone had and and what people could tell it seemed to be not the same people any each time or whatever so we sort of thought it was the people passing through the port to get on Mm -hmm. the ships to leave or whatever you know because it was such a transitory because that's what the ghosts feel like is is very transitory um you know and then i i my own my own house you know the <laughs> had a murder suicide in my house so you know talked to people about that and and cleared a lot of energy and stuff it was interesting now i've i've saged my house you know many times with with um either like white sage or palo santo or, or whatever mm-hmm. um he talks about 
like saging you, himself yeah. yeah saging himself like that's like extra protection like when he said when he got after he started doing paranormal investigations he suddenly needed security in ways that he did before and so that was like but it's spiritual security mm-hmm. he smudges with sage carries a black obsidian arrowhead um i used to carry a black tourmaline in my bra because um, as empaths we you know absorb all this other energy and that helps to block it out um, it also, this note, I have a note here. It reminds me I need to do a good cleanse of like the house. And mm-hmm. I, I just, do too. Yeah. I'm just do, do a good, good cleansing. Um, so um, anyway, <laughs> um, overall, I love this episode. Me I absolutely too. love this episode. Um, it was just done really, really well. If you guys are interested in more, if you've gotten this far, I'm sorry, <laughs> after all our talk about random stuff, um, there are um, conversations on the Reddit, which we will link for you. And if you have por- paranormal events that you want to share, go to unsolved.com. That will be linked. Um, we will put all you know the extra pictures and things like that down below. And um, yeah that's it yeah if you like us please subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode share with your friends and uh get chatting on the facebook um yeah thank you merry christmas happy hanukkah happy merry kwanzaa yep and uh happy no happy new year we'll have another episode before new year yeah yep all right bye Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.